Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And now, here's this week's message. Amen. Happy New Year, church family. It's good to see you. If you're visiting with us, we're glad that you're here on this very first day of 2023. Uh, let me just say I came really close. Didn't want to freak him out this morning to walking up in the middle of that last chorus Joey was leading us in. Uh, I know some of you stayed up too late, as he said, with the new year. Uh, I know that's part of your dismal outlook, maybe. Uh, I also know, because I'm one of those as well, that maybe a bowl game yesterday didn't go the way that you hoped. Uh, I'm, I have a little less hair than I did yesterday morning because of watching one of those bowl games. But here is the reality. Just, you know, part of my job is to remind us of this. Uh, and oftentimes when I'm reminding you, maybe you feel like I'm doing this, there's all these fingers pointing back at me. Uh, oh, that we would worship with the passion with which we watched our bowl games yesterday. Uh, my wife knows she's under the weather this morning, but she knows because she left the den several times when I started yelling at the television screen. Uh, and when I started to uh, pick up chips to start throwing toward the television screen, she said, I'm going to leave you alone for just a little while. So we are passionate about things like that, but I hope this morning you're passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ, because as Robbie reminded us, uh, one day there will be no tears, there will be no sorrow, because we will be standing in the presence of the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. The good news is he has not left us alone. So we don't have to dread life here till that happens. Because if you still are breathing, uh, that means God has a purpose for you right now. And as we step into 2023, I know I've already talked to some. You are so grateful because you want to write off last year. Uh, some of you last year was not too bad. And so this year you're just like, well, let's bring it on. Bring more of the same. So whichever category you Find yourself in about last year. God's Word has some encouragement for us today. We finished our study in John, and next uh, week, or in two weeks actually, we will be jumping into the book of Jonah. But on this first day of the new year, I thought it would be appropriate for us to go back and look at something that Paul reminded the church at Philippi when we studied the book of Philippians. We went through that whole book, if you were here about a year ago. And here's what he said. If you've got your Bible, Philippians chapter 3. Chapter 3, he says some interesting words to the church and to us today. Starting with verse 13 of chapter 3. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
So this morning, I've just really got three simple words for you today to think about. Uh, And the first one is remember. Now, I know Paul says there, forgetting. But if you study the context of what he's talking about, he's not forgetting from the standpoint of totally erasing from his memory, as it seems we have done in our country, forgetting our history. And uh, somebody once said, if you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So Paul is not necessarily saying, write off everything and completely forget. We're going to talk about what he is saying in just a minute. But he is uh, talking about, in a sense, remembering some things. And I thought about what are those things maybe that would be good for us to remember. Well, he he kind of hints at that when he starts off in verse 12. He says, I have, I, not that I have already obtained it or I have become perfect. So he's remembering that he has not attained where he wants to be. Church family, I just want to tell you, today, in this first year, January 1st, 2023, Jack Eason, one of your pastors, I have not gotten where I want to get to yet. Praise God I'm not what I was. But I'm not yet what I will be. Hopefully this time next year when I stand in front of you and you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, you will be able to say, thank God I'm not where I was this time last year. Because God wants us to grow. And so I am remembering today, along with you on this first day of the new year, that I have not attained everything God wants me to attain, just like Paul. It's remarkable to me that a man like Paul would say that after all that he went through, the numbers of churches that he planted, the missionary journeys that he had, the persecution that he faced, the opposition that he faced, all the things he went through in his life, and yet after all that, Paul says, I, I'm not, I have not arrived yet. I have not obtained everything that God wants me to obtain. I have not become everything that God wants me to become. So this morning, I think it's important for you and I to stop and remember who we are. Maybe remember who we were. In another one of Paul's letters, the book of Ephesians, he gives a comparison in Ephesians chapter 2. If you remember, if you were here when we went through Ephesians, he talks about who he was before Christ and who he is now because he knows Christ. And it's good for us in this new year to remember we aren't who we were, we are who we are thanks to the grace and the goodness and the mercy of God, and we're not yet who we will be if we continue to submit our lives to Him. Those, those are things worth remembering. What's wor- it's worth remembering uh, our past, our past sins. So why is it good to remember our past sins? It's good to remember our past sins so that we remember the past mercies of God where God, because of His grace and His mercy, gave us the repentance that we didn't deserve, we should be thankful for that. And so Paul is not forgetting those kinds of things. He's remembering those kinds of things. But he is forgetting some other things that lie behind. And what are some of those things? I don't know about you, but I... I'm getting that age where I sometimes forget. Anybody in here, can you relate? You get up sometimes, you go to the refrigerator. I can't remember if I went to the refrigerator because I was hungry or I was thirsty. I can't remember because I'm getting to that age. And so uh, what what is he talking about when he talks about forgetting? He's talking about forgetting those things that will take him off track of where God wants him to be. 
And the first step to running the race of life well, and we are in a race as a believer and a child of God, the first step, one of the biggest steps of running the race of life well is to forget what is behind you. Too many people today in our world, in our government, in politics, in uh, our workplaces, in school, in our homes, maybe even in the church, we have trouble sometimes forgetting what is behind us. And we'll never get to where we need to be today or tomorrow if we're still living in yesterday. It doesn't mean we forget yesterday. We write off yesterday as unimportant. It means we turn and we shift and we look towards the future. So you know by now I write down little notes for myself as I'm studying God's Word. And here's the question that I wrote down. Jack, that's my name. What is behind you that you need to let go of? So I would ask you this morning, what is behind you that you need to let go of? You see, maybe you showed up this morning and there's this thing kind of hanging over your past. Maybe mentally, this mistake that you made or how you stand here now in this new year and you look back going, wow, I didn't want to be right here at this spot. Maybe it's something to do with your health. Maybe it's something to do with your family, your marriage, your kids, your finances. And you look at what those things are and you feel like you've messed up. What is it that's behind you that you need to let go of? It's a new day. It's a new year. This is a new opportunity for you and I to grow in our walk with Jesus. And Paul is reminding us, forget that stuff that's behind that is going to prevent you from moving to what is in front of you. It's kind of like driving. If you drive looking over your shoulder... It's fine if you're backing up, but if you're going forward, that's not a good way to drive. I know people on Woodruff Road look like they're driving that way sometimes. (laughs) But if you're driving, you should be forward thinking and looking at what's in front of you. Which brings us to the second word that Paul mentions here and reminds us of. He says, look ahead. I lay hold of those things that I forget. One thing I do, forget what lies behind. I reach forward to what lies ahead. The second word that I see there is refocus. A lot of people are going to be doing that in this brand new year of 2023. You know the statistics, so do I. I mean, gym memberships and health club memberships and the YMCA and all that. It's like you look at their January month of income and it skyrockets. Why? Because everybody's gone through the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And maybe, I know you haven't done this, maybe they've gained a couple of 5, 10, 20 pounds. I don't know. Maybe that's happened over the last year and they're like, all right, I'm going to start off. I'm going to go hit CrossFit. I'm going to go to the local wherever you work out and I'm going to start. And for about four, five, six, maybe eight weeks, you get into that routine and then don't quit. I'm not necessarily a fan of New Year's resolutions, but... This is a good time for us as children of God to say, what are some things God is calling us to do in 2023? And I would encourage you, it's even good to write those things down. Paul is saying, I'm pressing on toward the goal to win the prize. And I will tell you, in this new year, this new day of the new year, it's good even for me to refocus. Because a lot of times, church family, what we think as believers is that the Christian life is all about God helping me accomplish my goals and dreams for the new year. That's not the Christian life. 
The Christian life is not about God helping me accomplish my goals. The Christian life is about laying down my goals, my ambitions, my dreams, and accomplishing God's goals. And so this is a great time to refocus on that because if you are a type A person, and I am, and you write down your goals and achievements and accomplishments, things you want to do, not necessarily anything wrong with that. But those have to be submitted to the authority of Jesus, and we have to be doing what God says is his goal and his dream. If I had chased my dream, my goal for my life, I wouldn't be one of the pastors at Crossroads Baptist Church. I would be miserable because I'd be outside God's will, but I would be probably working for NASA. Because that's what I thought I wanted to do in high school. That was my dream and my ambition. And a lot of times in our Western civilization and our thinking, we think, that God is here to help us accomplish our goals and our dreams and our purpose. That's not true. As a child of God, that's actually false. That's in total opposition to what God calls us to do. God calls us to deny ourselves and to lay down our desires to follow after him. And Paul is reminding us of this. He's saying, I'm pressing on toward the goal for the prize of what? The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's my focus. So I wrote myself down a question, what is the goal? Because sometimes we forget the goal. Let me ask you this. Let me just personalize. Do you have a goal? Do you have a personal goal for you for 2023? In whatever area of your life. Obviously, you're in church, so the pastor should be talking about what's your spiritual goals. But you know what? Every facet of our life should be submitted to God, not just what we would call the spiritual goals, our family goals, our financial goals, our work goals, our social goals. Should all be submitted to God. So what is our goal? Well, you've got to answer that question. I hope you know what your personal goal is. What's your family goal? Where do you want to be this time next year? What about our church goal? What is our church goal? Well, our church, by the way, does have a goal. I hope you know this. I hope you've actually committed it to memory. If you haven't, my goal, before we get to this time next year, is that every person in this church who says, I'm a... I'm a faithful member of Crossroads Baptist Church. We'll know what our goal is. If you don't know what our goal is as a church family, then we are going to be all over the map. What is our goal? Our goal that God has called us to as a church is to make disciples who serve, shelter, and support the transforming work of Christ. That is our goal. Simply stated, that's our goal. And how do we do that? Well, we've talked about this before. We do that by cross, the first word in our name, crossroads, which is two words. By having Christ-centered relationships, by being Christ-centered, by having real relationships. O, opportunities to serve. S, a shelter. I love that word. S, service. How do, how do we know if we're actually achieving that goal? Because see, it's one thing to have goals, but if we don't know if we're achieving the goals, then there's just a list of goals. And we get to the end of the year like a lot of people do, and they'll say, you know, I wanted to lose 25 pounds in January, February, March, all the way to December comes, and they get on the scale, and nothing's happened. That's because they really weren't tracking their goals. They weren't measuring their goals. And the way we measure our goals is the second word in our name, crossroads, roads. Are we reaching out? Are we putting others first? Are we holding each other accountable? Are we making D, disciples? Are we sending out missionaries? That's how we measure if we're making progress on our goals. So I want to encourage you to find out what your personal goal is. And you, may, you should have several goals. Because you may have several roles. 
in life that God's given you. I have several roles. I'm a dad. I should have some goals as a, as a dad that I want to be to my son and my daughter. I'm a husband. I should have some goals that I want to be as I serve my wife. As, and I love her as Christ loved the church. I should have some family goals. I should have some financial goals. I know that's a lot to think about. It is. But if you don't think about it, you're never going to attain, like Paul used that word, I love that word, attain what God has called you to go for. You know, there's a, you may have heard this story in Spain. Spain, the country of Spain led the world back in the 15th century. And they were so proud of their achievements that they had uh, emblazoned on their coins, on their money, because of their arrogance, these words, ne plus ultra, which in Spanish means nothing further. It was basically they were saying, we don't have anywhere to go. We've achieved everything that we want to get. We are the king of the world. Our country of Spain, we have achieved everything that we want to achieve. We're the ultimate. And it means nothing further. And then, after the discovery of the new world, Spain realized, "Uh uh-oh, there's more out there than what we thought. And so they changed the inscription on their coinage to plus ultra which means more beyond. So let me just ask you as a believer, have you kind of stamped your life as nothing further? I don't have anything else to learn, God. I know everything I need to know. I don't have any other goal that I need to achieve. I don't have anything else that you want me to do. I don't have any other giftedness I need to pass to the next generation. I I am done, nothing further. I hope not, because God has a lot more for you to do if you're still breathing. Are you open to his vision for your life, for our church? We're going to talk about vision, by the way, next week. I want to encourage you to spread the word among your small group and your Sunday school class. Next week will be another important, they're all important, but a very important Sunday in the life of our church as we talk about God's vision. Paul uses some strong words, too, if you notice. He uses these several times. I count in my translation at least three times where he says, lay hold. Verse 12, he says, not that I have already obtained it or I've already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. What in the world is he talking about? What is this laid hold? It's strong language. It's actually sports language. And it's actually better, a better word there would actually be apprehend. And the imagery there Paul is using, I love this, as I was studying this past week to to realize what he's saying there, the imagery he's using is almost as if he's chasing a football player that's got the ball and he's trying to lay hold and catch this guy before he goes into the end zone. And it's not just that he touches him. We're not playing tag football. No, that he lays hold of him and not only stops him from moving, but throws him to the ground. That's the imagery that Paul is talking about here. Strong language. So he's not only wanting to attain what God has for him, he's wanting to grasp it, pull it close, hold it tight, and be all that God wants him to be. So what is this he says in verse 12? He wants to be a part of that same thing for which Christ laid hold of him. What were those things that Christ laid hold of Paul? Let me mention a few of them. Romans chapter 6, Paul said this. Paul was laid hold of that he would be a new man. He converted 
to follow Jesus completely. Later in Romans, Paul would lay hold of the very nature of Jesus himself because Paul says he is conforming himself to the image of Jesus Christ. In Acts, it says Paul would lay hold of both the experience of Jesus and to testify of the experience of Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, Paul talks about being laid hold of the fact that he is an instrument in the conversion of other people, that he is a testimony to other people, that he is a witness to other people. And as a believer, we all should be. Paul is trying to lay hold of one other thing that most of us don't sign up for. He talks about laying hold of the very sufferings of Christ. So all these things are part of that prize that Paul says, I am trying to attain and trying to lay hold of those things. What a great thing to refocus our lives on because the world has a great way of getting us focused on a lot of other things that we think are important. And I don't know what you took away from the song that we heard this morning. There's a lot of takeaways from what Robbie shared with us. But the takeaway for me is there are some things that we have done in 2022 that are eternal. And there are some things that are temporal. And one of my personal goals for 2023 is to spend more time on the things that are going to make an eternal impact. Because all this is going to burn. It's not going to last. Only what's done for God is going to last. So this refocusing that Paul is talking about here when he says, I am reaching forward to what lies ahead. It's so very important. So my question to myself and to you this morning would simply be this. Where is God trying to refocus your attention? Where is God trying to refocus your eyesight, your vision? Your mindset, your heart, your finances, your pursuits. Where is God trying to refocus that? What a great, what a great day to, to consider that on this very first day of 2023. To say, okay, God, where, where are you shifting my attention and shifting my focus? Well, the last thing that I see there that I love, is he does say I'm pressing on toward the goal of, for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. What, what is that prize? What is the prize that he's talking about? The prize of the upward call. He's focused on that one thing. It's the prize. It's crossing the finish line. It's finishing the race. It's maybe hearing those words, well done, good and faithful servant. It's finishing what God has called him to do. Following that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Which brings me to the third thing that I see here, and it's restart. We need to remember, and we also need to forget. We need to refocus as we enter this new year, but maybe what some of us need is a restart. Maybe you look at what happened in 2022, and where you feel like you missed the boat, and you just need to start over. You know, the great thing about being a child of God and a follower of Christ is we can start over every day. His mercies are new every morning. And God has given us an opportunity with this new year to start over, to have a restart. Say, what, what would be some things that I might restart in? I've mentioned some of those things already this morning. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's uh, a commitment to your, to your spouse. Maybe it's being a witness in your school. 
Maybe it is starting over with your involvement in the life of Crossroads Baptist Church. Maybe it's a start over in your giving. Ooh, sorry. I touch a nerve. Maybe there's some things you didn't do in 2022, but you're looking at 2023 saying, God, how can I honor you in 2023? Don't wallow in the muck of 2022. Well, I really messed up. I didn't do this, and I know God wanted me to do it. Forget those things. Refocus, restart, and say, okay, God, this year I'm going to draw a line in the sand, and I am going to restart. Maybe it's a recommitment to worship. Maybe it's a recommitment to being involved in small group. Bible study. Maybe it's getting involved in what God has called you to do. And here's the reality, which is one of the reasons I'm not necessarily a fan of New Year's resolutions. A lot of times the New Year's resolutions that you and I come up with are things we write down that we want to do, number one, and number two, we think we can do. I would challenge you to write down some resolutions this year that can only be done by the Holy Spirit of God through you. And when you get to this time and I get to this time next year and look at those, that will be a true testament to see did I accomplish these things in and of myself or were they accomplished only by the power of God Almighty? And there's a list of those that I have for myself and my family, and there's a list of those I have for our church family. And quite honestly, outside of God accomplishing those through us, it's not going to happen. And it's easy to look at some of those things as insurmountable or that they can't be done until you remember some of the truth of what we've sung today, that they can be done because there's one that can do them who has all power and all authority. It's the same one to whom Paul said, that's the reason I'm running, that's the reason I'm trying to attain it. Why? For the upward call of this prize in Christ Jesus. So, how about you? Where do you need to restart today? Is there an area of life? Maybe you find yourself here this morning and you've never even started. So it's not really just a restart, it's that you just need to actually start. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about starting your journey with Jesus. I'm not talking about having your name on the church roll, or having been baptized, or be a part of a church. I'm talking about walking daily with Jesus. And church family, i got to be honest, I believe if every member of this church, pastoral staff, ministerial staff included, was daily walking with Jesus in 2023, this time next year when we have our New Year's service, whichever day it falls on, I can't remember 20, uh, what 24 will bring. Wow, 24. I'm struggling to say 23. I'm still writing on documents 2020. Somebody, some people still with me? You still that far behind? 23, that's going to take a while to do 2-3 instead of 2-2. This time next year, if every member of Crossroads was daily walking with God, I believe we would look at what has happened in the life of our church and the life of our family and our lives personally, and we would go, wow, amazing. But see, then the world throws its ideas and priorities in the mix. 
And we get unfocused. You say, well, Pastor Jack, how do you stay focused? I'm so glad you asked that question. Community. Bible word would be the body of Christ. That's why we have worship services. That's why we have small group community and Sunday school classes. That's the goal. I'm not sure what... Maybe you have a different goal, but the goal, biblically speaking, that we have those things is to have community that will help us stay accountable and true and ignore the distractions and stay focused on where Jesus has called us. So why? So we'll accomplish his mission for our church. Are you plugged in? I sure hope so. Do you need to restart this morning? I need to restart every morning. Jesus and caffeine, right? I see some of you you're still sipping on your coffee. That's fantastic. But maybe you're here this morning and you actually need to start. You've never started. If you've never started your relationship with Jesus, it's so simple. You just call out to him and say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I, I, I am a failure. Church family, I am a failure without Jesus Christ. And you just say, you know what, I'm a sinner. God, I, I've made mistakes. If you leave this life, if you leave tomorrow to me, I'm going to mess up. But I'm calling on you to be my God, my boss my master, my ruler, my Lord. And I know that you're going to guide me here and you're going to guide me into eternity because I'll be with you in eternity because of the fact that you gave your only son on the cross. That if I believe and I trust in you, you'll give me that eternal life and that will be the start of life eternal. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, thank you for today. Thank you for these friends in this place that we get to call Crossroads for a church community that wants to be centered on you. I thank you for that, God. I thank you for the relationships in this room. I thank you, Lord, that they're based on, primarily on you, a relationship with Jesus. Lord, I pray right now for our church family. I know even in a group this size, God, we have all kinds of needs, concerns, hurts, burdens, worries. Just because the calendar's changed to a new year doesn't mean all that stuff just disappears. There's things that are bothersome to us, that are, that are burdened, that we're worried about, that we're concerned about. And Lord, I pray as we enter this new year, would you, would you help us be the church that you've called us to be? And God, I know to do that starts with the leaders. And so, Lord, I know that in my own life, there's things I want you to help me accomplish Actually, God, the way I should say it and the way I mean it, God, I want to accomplish the things that you want accomplished by the power of your Holy Spirit through me. Church family, I'm going to be quiet for just for a few moments. And I just, as I prayed about today, knowing it would be the first day of the new year, I just would ask you to, humbly ask you to pray this prayer to the Lord, that God would just give you one takeaway from our time together today and that would be this God what is the one thing where I need to refocus reprioritize restart whatever what's that one thing would you be bold enough to ask the Lord that this morning and if he reveals that one thing to you Let that be the thing that you focus on the next few days, weeks, months. I don't know how long. That you would be like Paul. That you would be able to attain 
what God wants you to attain with that particular area where he's put his finger. This morning, maybe as you've been praying, maybe you want to share that with somebody this morning. I'll be here at the front. I'd love to pray with you. Or maybe you'd just like to come down and kneel at the altar and dedicate yourself afresh and anew to the Lord as we start a new year together. I don't know how God's speaking to your heart this morning. But I pray you'd let him have his way in your, in your heart and in your life. Jesus, I thank you for a new year, for another opportunity to serve you. I pray during this time of invitation you'd have your way. Speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray you'd help us to be obedient. Help us to be obedient to what you're calling us to do individually and as a church family. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? We're going to have a closing song this morning invitation song and Joey's going to lead us and if you need somebody to pray with or you just want to come share something with me I'll be here this morning the altar's open if you want to pray this morning as we sing together this morning Joey lead us please We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items at our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.